Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including My Little Pony, which we'll be getting into today. I'm Beatrice Maraud, and today I'm joined by Michelle Anderer. Hello. And Steve Zeck. What's up, my Pegasisters? Today, we will be discussing My Little Pony the movie in all its quote-unquote glory. It was released this past weekend nationwide. We have all seen it. And yes, we will be getting in, we will be getting into spoilers later on. However, we will be starting off with a non-spoiler discussion and warn you before the spoilers come galloping along. Find out more about this podcast at OverlyAnimated.com. You can subscribe to us on iTunes at OverlyAnimated.com slash iTunes, where we appreciate your star ratings. Or search for Overly Animated on your favorite podcatcher. Oh, that was... A mouthful. Okay. <laughs> Good job. We, we should clarify, it. Though, clarify, though, this is the 2017 movie, not the 1986 movie. Yes, the one that was released this past weekend nationwide. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, okay, so, guys, before we dive in, let's just go around and talk about our personal histories with this franchise. Michelle, let's start with you. Um... um I believe I have seen the original My Little Pony movie way back in the day on VHS tape from the library when I was very small. I was like kind of into it. My sister was like obsessed with My Little Pony though, so she had like a ton of them. I had like maybe three. Um, in terms of Friendship is Magic, um, I think I've seen the first two seasons, but not a lot past them. So I'm like relatively aware of the main like cast and their personalities and like some plotty things that have developed. Um, but I am by no means like a super mega fan, but I, I fondly appreciate this show from like a distance, <laughs> I guess. Cool, yeah. Cool. Fun fact about libraries. Apparently millennials use like, are the people who use the most libraries of like everybody. Oh, like, we're the ones who take advantage great. of them the most. So ha. free books. It's a good deal. It's a great yeah. deal. Support your libraries guys. They're great. Um, Steve, can you tell me about your personal history with My Little Pony? Uh, oh, well, my history been back to the original series. Um, in the 80s, I was aware of it. Back before I had cable, um, kind of had to watch it. I was the only kid show that was on while I was waiting for the school bus to come. And the funny thing is, though, I really hated, hated the 80s shows when I was a little kid. The thing I was always anxious for, though, if the bus would come late right after My Little Pony... Is the Care Bears? That's the one I really wanted to see. But the bus always—I always had to go to school before that came on. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm not. But yeah, I lost touch with that until 2010 when the new series came on. Um, Friendship is Magic. Um, I've recently though seen some of the old series on YouTube. I've seen like the first special, um, 1984 special, Rescue at Midnight Castle, which I think is brilliant. I think everyone should check that one out. And the second 1985 special is okay, not as good. And then came the first movie, and then it all went downhill until Miss Lauren Fox Foss came back, came to, came into play, and did, in my opinion, the first great reboot we have seen on this reboot renaissance of recent years, with shows like Voltron and the new DuckTales. My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, started all, in my opinion. Okay. That's a hot awesome. take. Yeah. Um, uh, it's, this is really great because I think we have like every level of the audience because I was not, I knew what my little pony was. Like if I, if someone gave me pictures of like different franchise, like animated franchises and told me to pick out mm -hmm. my little pony, I could pick it out. But I have never <laughs> okay. seen an episode. I've never seen anything. Like I, oh, I, okay, completely, completely blind. blind. I, I don't. I didn't know who any of these people were. I think. I mean, these ponies were. I think that the only pony that I knew about was the one with the rainbow hair. I still don't know what her name is. Oh, rainbow Dash. Dash. No, she's yeah. great. So I, you know, I, I don't know. I don't. I came into this blind. And so, yeah, I have opinions, and let's see if you guys can convince me that those opinions uh, are wrong. Uh, um, before we start, though, can I, can we just dust very quickly, though, did you guys see the short that came before it, or you just saw the movie when you got in your theater? Yes, I did see the short. Did I did not, because I'm a sneaky bootlayer. Well, you guys see that. Uh, <laughs> that's one of the series I've been recommending to everyone here over the anime to see, because I really think it's like, 
like it's like Steven Universe made by the writers of My Little Pony or Hasbro's version of Steven Universe. It it's pretty good. Though the movie is not as great as the show that's on YouTube, but just a quick plug for that. <laughs> what is the short? Is it related to My Little Pony at all? Or is it Hasbro related? No, it's just this it's this like self like it's just this uh, it, I don't know it's this like weird little story about it's just it's, sta- it's a standalone little thing and it definitely gave okay. me like Steven Universe vibes at least from really? from the sound because oh. they really use that sort of 8-bit sound like from the from games you know what I mean oh, oh that's yeah, rad they okay have, like one season of 27 episodes about 10 minutes each on YouTube just go to Hasbro's YouTube page What's and look called? for Hanazuki Hanazuki Zuki? Yeah, Hanazuki. H A N A Z U K I. Ah, there it is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. This looks interesting. Yeah. So I mean. Oh, and I and I totally ship Hanazuki and the other girl, even though they're supposed to be. She calls her like her big sister, but <laughs> that's my ship there. Hanazuki and Kazuki. I forget her um, name. Um, I think Is that's her, her sister. No, but I think that's a little bit too deep into the show. I don't think we even get a sister in the short. No, um, no, so, no, no. So um, just to let everybody know, it's like the short is very, um, you don't have to see, un- I feel like unlike My Little Pony, the movie, which we'll be getting into, the short, that short is very basic. You can, self-contained. yeah, self-contained. You can go yeah. in blind and you'll be yeah. fine. Oh, okay. Let's get to well, it now. Well, it's not as good as the episodes on YouTube. It was great actually to see on the big screen. It was so, so cool. But yeah. So, um, all right. Before we get your first impressions, let me first read IMDb's synopsis of this film so that anyone who is unfamiliar with at least the premise of the film can just get up to date with us. All right. So a dark force threatens Ponyville and the main six embark on an unforgettable, unforgettable journey beyond Equestria where they meet new friends and exciting challenges on a quest to use the magic of friendship to save their home. So guys, ponies, did you like this movie? Steve, let's start with you. Uh, I like the movie. Um it's not as it's not as great as the best episodes, but it's not as bad as the worst episode, so it's it's right there. It's right it's, it's very good. It's right there so in the middle. Um only thing I really didn't care for though was the Storm King's personality. I thought he should have been more serious. I did not need this guy to be some some comical Bill Cyper wannabe. But Tempest made up for it cuz I love Tempest. I love Princess Skystar, or the uh, Sea Pony Princess, and um, and it was it was a great great little representation of the show because I think this movie did the most important thing is it really was what the show would be if you watched an actual episode. It's not really a bad representation of it for the most part, except for maybe a couple of things which we'll get into later. Okay, so you you really you think that it captured the essence of the show because that is something movie animated yes. movies tend to do, which Oh, and one other thing, one other thing, unlike uh Ninjago, it retained the entire original cast. Okay. From the show is in the movie, which Ninjago didn't do. I felt though Hasbro like knew the fandom if they tried that stunt, people would riot if they replaced the cast of the main six with celebrity actors. Which thankfully weren't they were smart enough not to try. And Michelle, did you like this movie? Um, I felt like I, I don't know. I don't know why my expectations were like more than like medium for this movie, but like I don't know. I guess it suffered from like it just like it pushed them through so many different like locations and situations. I felt like it was hard to feel like as invested as like for some reason I really wanted to be in this movie. Um it was not bad and there are a lot of characters I thought were really nice to see and I gl- I'm glad they existed. But yeah, I feel like in terms of like what I've seen of the show, this wasn't like top tier, but like, I mean, the animation's really great. And like the characters are consistent with their versions in the show, which is good. Um, So I felt like pretty okay about it, but I was, I was like a little underwhelmed, I guess, but it's by no means a bad movie in my opinion. My, yeah, my opinion is pretty much the same as yours, Michelle, only I'm a little more optimistic about it. But, yeah, we're about in the same middle ground area, though. You might be a little more closer to the bottom. I'm closer to the top. But I think we're about the same. Yeah. Well, okay. you know. <sighs> all right. What about you? So, <laughs> oh, rip it apart. so look, like what I 
I kind of started saying this, but I was really unsure about how to take this movie in because sometimes when it's animated films are adapted from TV series, like they kind of are, they try to mainstream it. And then sometimes that because they try to make it appeal to a wider audience, it loses some of that magic that makes the show what it is. And I, because I didn't have that reference of being able to be like, Oh, well, I can't be as sympathetic. I don't know. It, Given what I'm hearing, that it's kind of like what the show is, at least it's a good representation of the show, let me just say, like, what the heck is that show then? Because this movie was so bad. Like, what the heck is that show? <laughs> like, what was this? Like, look, okay, not to rip it apart, but I I just don't understand so many things that we'll be getting into later. And I hope you guys can convince me by the end of this because this is... Oh, I don't know. There were a problem. Like or like, yeah. not conv- like just ma- ma- convince me that the movie wasn't terrible. Maybe not that it wasn't good, that it's good, but that it's not terrible because I don't... But like, I don't know. I walked out of this movie and I didn't want to see it again. I wanted my those like hour and 40 minutes back because I was... Right. I don't know. It did nothing for me. I just thought... Really? Really? Like it, it didn't even seem genuine for a movie about friendship. I was like, I, it seemed like a derivative of so many things. It seemed like it was so diluted. It was just not genuine for me in any way. So. Yeah, I agree. I mean, this is like similar. My prop, my biggest problem with the movie is similar to my problem with Ninjago, which is like, I imagine the, TV show centers on the team, like the the kids being like working with teamwork and like, you know, their interactions and their support of each other to like defeat enemies or whatever. And that's like what the show is to a much larger extent. And I assumed that, you know, because friendship is like such a huge deal on the show that the movie was going to be about the friendship, but they kind of just went through the motions and they didn't have a lot of like, some of them had standout like songs throughout it but you didn't really get a sense of them like having a lot of moments to shine on their own that felt like interesting <laughs> and grounded in anything substantial so like i definitely do agree with that criticism but i will i will say i will say that i liked this movie more than the lego ninjago movie even mm-hmm. though i prefer even though the lego ninjago movie is prettier like the animation of the ninjago movie was it's much better obviously it's probably yeah they probably have way more, more people not just more people on, more budget that. like it's a it's, yeah. it makes sense for that to be better but i did enjoy this one more but yeah we'll we'll get into it but first i just want to know that what did you guys think of the voice cast because you know there is that sort of when you like we kind of you guys kind of touched upon this there is that sort of tension that controversy when you're coming from a movie that is based on something that already has a voice cast present what did you guys think how both how they did and how the newcomers did i thought the the old voice cast about the same as in the show i don't think the quality went down um because you have to see the show to really get that but and I thought, um, I thought so. Tay Diggs did an all right job. I, I, I really loved, um, voice Emily Blunt did a pretty good job. Um, I did think though the Queen, um, Queen Novo was kind of just a generic character. She didn't do much for me. Though I loved the voice of Chris Christian Chenoweth as Princess Skystar. Uh, she's probably my like that's my like, favorite character in the movie of the new characters, and I love to see more of her on the show. Um, uh, yeah, but the cast really it didn't it did, did nothing bad. It's nothing like knock you out great, but it's it it didn't it didn't there was no like really bad performance that really you just ruined the movie for me, except for maybe the Storm King. But oh. I got my own problems with him. It's not the actor. Right. Yeah. The right problems yeah, with him, Same, too. same. Yeah. We'll get into and, it. And I, oh, and wait. Before the movie, they, they did these prequel comics. I read them, and the Storm King is, did not sound at all like I, he sounded in my head when I was reading those prequel comics. So okay. That's what I Yeah, that can that, happen. That's interesting. That's really interesting. All right. So, Michelle, what did you think of just the voice casting overall? Um... I didn't find anyone like distractingly annoying, but I will say just like the characters themselves. I really did not like the storm King and like 
the dude who played him, he was just like playing him the way he was cast, I assume. But like, I don't know. I assume I, I felt like he was trying to be like a cool Hades from Hercules, mm. but like not pulling it off at all. And I was like, no, you just suck. I don't know why they trust you with this power. You just suck. You seem very incompetent. How did you? How did you get any of this to happen for you, dude? And um, course- sorry. Yeah, what was sorry. that? And of course, I just want, um, you have to watch so you can compare him to other villains from the show. He's definitely towards the definitely near the bottom. Yeah, like, yeah, he has nothing on like Discord, but like, oh, and then that story, you know that that guy, what's his? Oh, okay. According to Wiki, his name is Grubber, but that like really obnoxious little like like just guy who would hang out with Tempest Shadow. I hated him. I wish he would stop talking. He was so annoying. He couldn't even catch Twilight Sparkle. So why was he allowed to go on the the next mission? He already failed. I did not appreciate his comments either. He just really got on my nerves. Miss Opportunity with that character. They could have made him sort of um, Tempest's like Spike, you know, to you know Twilight Spike, if you know what I mean. Um, what I'm trying to say, you know, how like Twilight and Tempest could have been like counterparts of each other. And he could have been the had the same type of relationship with Tempest that Twilight, that Spike has with Twilight, and they really didn't do that. We already have Spike, and so Grubber just feels even more no, like I mean, he. I mean, I mean, in Tempest's version of 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 Spike, um, you know, I'm trying, you know, like uh, how like in Legend of Korra, Kavir was sort of Korra's like a kind of evil counterpart. Like could have d- done that with Twilight and Tempest using right. Grubber. That's what I'm like. To- they didn't have two Bolins in Korra because that would have been a nightmare. I mean, <laughs> I just, uh, I didn't like Grubber and I wasn't crazy about Storm King, but that wasn't really, uh, that was more their characters than just like their voices on their own. But in general, I thought the voices were either great because I knew who they were and I liked them already or they were fine and they didn't bother me really. Except for maybe like the pop starry song, but like that's not their fault. That's just animated movies doing pop star stuff and not being able to help themselves anymore. <laughs> well, you know what? Yeah. You know what? I I liked the voice cast. I I really did. I think that especially what I was surprised by was that these honestly, that was the the shining light for me because the original voice cast, I was I didn't do anything for me. I was like I, I don't have a connection to these characters. So the only voice the only people that I was interested in hearing were those name that name recognition of those famous new care those, those new characters that were voiced by famous people? Like when I heard Kristen Chenoweth, I I freaked out. I was like, oh yeah, Kristen. When I heard Uzo, I was like, oh my god, Uzo's in this movie. Yeah, that's no, actually pretty into Uzo. Even though I agree, like her character didn't get a lot of moments to shine, but like I'm really glad she was in that movie totally, at all. That's totally really great. Same when when I heard Sia's voice. When I like, basically that technique of getting people who are not at all interested in uh in that would not at all be interested in the movie but by bringing in those big names to get people interested or whatever that that sort of tool that they use to get people into the movie theater worked on me i was like okay i can get behind these new characters because i love the voices i'm hearing i agree with storm king Mm -hmm. i was leave schreiber i was like i don't need i don't need that but (laughs) <laughs> but beside that, I, I did enjoy the voice cast. I think, if anything, that the new characters outshined the original characters. For me, at least. As someone who is coming in cold, I thought that they were both in performance and in just with characters. Except for the Storm King and the sidekick, I was like, I am except for Grubber and him, I was all for these new characters. I was like, these characters I'd want to get to know and go on an adventure with. Everybody else, I was like, oh, wow. Right, Oh, wow. <laughs> that, that's really cool to know actually that, that, that was the impression you had yeah well very interesting <laughs> getting a perspective of someone who's like going in blind but yeah but okay so do you guys think a newcomer to this franchise if someone actively wants to be like i want to get to know the my little pony franchise should they start off with this movie is this a good like beginner <laughs> sort of like entry point uh, no start with no. the show start with the, the show. show start with the show they just yeah, they do a much better job of introducing spoiler, like spoiler, the spoiler warning for the show. No, 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 no spoilers, no spoilers, okay, no spoilers, okay. no spoilers. Okay, okay, but, okay I'm just um, I don't think that's 
really a spoiler. I think that's normally what happens in shows. You have more episodes, you have more time to like see different characters like evolve and get to know each other in a more organic way that they obviously just didn't have time for because that wasn't their goal for this movie at all. Totally. But it kind of it kind of shows. So yeah, I don't think this is a good starting point necessarily. If you want people to get engaged, to be like, wow, those those six ponies seem really cool because you don't really get to know them very well in this movie. Totally. Maybe a couple of them. I thought Rainbow Dash, Pinkie Pie, they had some funny moments, but... Yeah, like, yeah. Fluttershy and, like, Applejack and Rarity didn't really at all. Yeah. It's, like, half of them. And I, and I, one of the characters did something... I, it was very out of character of them, which I'll talk about when we get into spoilers, and that's the part that really infuriated me most about the movie. You know, okay. you know, but, okay, well, I, I haven't seen the show, and I can already tell people that they should watch the show instead of this movie. But I, you know, I will say that I was kind of disappointed over the fact that, you know, these original, these characters who have such histories, I was expecting them to be, you know, charismatic, not ma- not even <laughs> that I was expecting them to have huge developments, but I was expecting them to, to be characters I wanted to get to know. And none of them, to me, I was like, yep, I want to, I want to, I want to see more stories about you. I... It was just, I don't know. It was it was pretty disappointing. But um, let's get more into detail about this. Let's start diving into spoilers. Um, if you haven't seen the movie and are planning to see it and you don't want to be spoiled, leave now. Start galloping away from this podcast. I don't, we don't. <laughs> oh, man. I got these puns yes. and I'm committed to them. Oh, I know. <laughs> oh, you, keep, you keep throwing them out there. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so please go away and please come back and listen once you've seen the film. And if you don't mind spoilers or if you've already seen the movie, and want to keep listening all right we're gonna get started so three two one spoilers are starting all right so i do have a question about this show is the television uh-huh. show a musical as well yes yes, yes some is. episode yeah because i didn't know that so i thought when they started <laughs> but not every episode it's not like a show like uh-huh. a sophia the first when there's always a song every episode like they picked their spot yeah. Because, and even, like, okay, all right, fine. That was the bit, the first question. The second question is, all right, if you're going to do songs, stop making, like, every single song of this movie, I felt was, oh, I want to do, this This song is going to be like that one song from this one musical. Oh, this song is going to be like, like, you know, like, Tempest song, when she starts singing it to Twilight. Oh, that, that was my least favorite. That, I did not like dude, it. Dude, that was all like scars like be prepared from the lion king like that's what it was yeah and i just it's a- i can't stand move i just can't stand movies being derivatives of things and there was just no creativity every single song i listened to except for sia's song except for the pop song which is like already like whoa except for the pop song every other song sounded like a song i've already heard of before and it's like if if it wasn't kristen chenoweth singing if it wasn't her singing I, I would have been like, I can't stand these songs. Like, every song that wasn't by, like, some Broadway star, then I was just like, I'm over it. I'm over it. I don't want to listen to this. This is this does nothing. It's funny you say that, Beatrice, because one of the strong points of the show that people love them love a lot, the Bronies, the Pegasisters, is, are the songs in the show. And they're so much better on the, sh- on the show. It's so much more creative and, and way more memorable than the movie. Um, I'm not sure though. They they were trying too hard to be mainstream and or stuff because I'm not even sure if Daniel Ingram still did this write the songs. It might have been somebody else. All right, but okay, so you didn't like the songs then? No, I, I like I, I like songs in the show better, but I didn't hate the songs as much as you did. But I didn't love them either in the movie. <laughs> I'm just saying in the show. Um, so personally, my favorite songs I love the the best though is the ones in the uh, spinoff Equestria Girls. I think I like their songs the best, but <laughs> that's a whole other thing. Gotcha, gotcha. Michelle, what did you think about the songs in this movie? Um, they rate they range from like fine to like kind of painful. Oh. I I'm sad because I I like Tempest Shadow. Like ugh. she's like the star of the movie. I liked her a lot, and I like like Emily Blunt's like voice as is. But that song was just not working for me, and I don't I don't know why. I just saw this movie, but like it it just bugged me. I will be honest though, like 
from the first few seasons of the show, like, I honestly thought their music was, like, pretty awesome. Yeah! Um, and I, like, had it on my iPod. Like, I, I liked it. It was good stuff. It was fun to listen to. Um, but this, I mean... Live up to the standards the show set. It's just, I don't know. It wasn't, like, the songs weren't, like, they didn't have, like, the kind of meat I appreciated um, from other ones that I know they're capable of doing. But again, like, maybe they did have other people write the songs. Like, who knows? But, like, yeah, I I felt about, like, the same about the songs as it did about the characters. I'm like, these are fine. Like, they probably could have been better. But, like, this is what we had, and it wasn't bad. It's just fine. Probably meddling from the studio, you know, the movie studios, you know, who says, like, all these demographics and stuff. The chart says this, the chart says that. You got probably have to deal with that that you don't have to do on the show when you got a little more probably more creative freedom on the TV series than in a feature film. I, it's hard to say until we do some real research what yeah. the reason could yeah, be. Yeah, like I wouldn't go out and say this is studio meddling until we actually figure out how much creativity they had. I mean, yeah. I agree that mm-hmm. in general, usually a TV show will have more creative muscle, like in creative choice. But I, I wouldn't go as of yet go so far as to say, oh, this was definitely studio meddling. I wouldn't go that far. But well, the, oh, the song at the beginning, the Go Go's cover, that definitely was. It's not. We got the beat stuff. That's for sure meddling, in my opinion. All right. Well, I, I wouldn't <laughs> say for sure, but like, but anyway, let's move on. Let's. I gotta ask you guys: Do you think this movie mismanaged the characters? Because even just with the original cast, I felt like. The writers of this movie had clear favorite ponies. Like they were like, we're gonna give like they didn't the ponies they did not care about, we barely saw. And I'm even talking about the main six. Like some of them we barely like And even the characters they did, they messed up. And the thing I want to talk about is Twilight Spark of what she did stealing that try steal that orb. She would never do that on the show. And most of all, maybe she would, but she would never lie to her friends about that. She would be totally upfront with them. She would at least tell them, I got a plan. I need to distract them. She would not just, like, be condescending to Pinkie Pie at that moment. She's like, why don't you go show us fun? You know fun, Pinkie Pie. That's very condescending. Very, that's not the Twilight I know. All right, all right. And Michelle, did you think they didn't manage the original characters well? Um, well, I do agree with you that they definitely had, like, <laughs> some of the main cast that they clearly liked more than others. Because, like, gave some of them songs and, like, moments to do something. And the other ones, like, everyone kind of had, like, equal footing, I guess, in the first song when they're, like, helping out get the, like, the music, like, event ready. But then after that, like, clearly, like, half of them weren't as prominent, which is sad. But, I mean, ugh, man... I don't know. I I feel like the pacing has so many problems anyway. Like, and it just seems like the the friendship itself like was kind of put on a back burner. So I can like get if like the reason was like, oh, we only have so many minutes, and which ponies are like worth it. But like, you didn't have to write the story that way if that was going to be an issue. Right, right, right. But yeah. And, so uh, yeah, I will agree with that. Some of them had more prominence than others for sure. And and we had no and. We had no star like Glimmer in the movie. Like she's in it, but she had no speaking parts, and she's a very important character in this show in the recent seasons. That's a problem. And Discord's not in the movie at all, and he's a very prominent character on the on this series. So, ah, I don't know. Ah, a lot of things to complain about, but okay, okay. Well, all right. Let's talk, Steve. You kind of mentioned it early in when you were answering the question. So let's talk about Twilight Princess, and uh, I think that's her name. Uh, Twilight, what, Twilight Sparkle, forgive me. Um, so I, I completely agree in that, even as someone who has not seen the show, I I was thinking this girl, this pony, this is, this is the, this is the one in charge of friendship. Really? Like this is like, why isn't, why isn't Pinky in charge of friendship? Cause she's the better friend. Like what is going on? And yeah. They're just trying to create conflict. They they, they wanted the conflict at the end of the second act. You know, it was a trope of, you know, the friendship kind of in danger, breaking up. But I thought they did a very bad job executing that because, I don't know, I think they wrote in a hole because it. I've never seen Twilight do what's the stuff, some of the stuff she did in this movie. I understand maybe she's desperate, but 
even in those, Twilight's been in desperate situations before, and she's never done stuff like this. All right, all right. And Michelle, do, what do you think of Twilight Sparkle? Uh, I mean, she was not... I mean, yeah, the fact that she stole something seemed a little surprising to me, but, like, I also have not been keeping up with the show for years. So, but, yeah, I mean, I I, I agree with Steve. Um... I'm honestly trying to remember from what I know about the show why she she became the princess of friendship in the first place. I think it was it was a case like in the show at least where like she can't she like didn't know how to make friends and then like she met some really awesome ponies and then she like learned the the power of friendship and then that's what they end up using to like you know either like help other people be better people or to like defeat enemies because their friendship is like so strong it has magic out of it um but like yeah it was kind of weird she that <laughs> she would like straight up lie to them and the fact that like their friendship like did what it usually does and like it convinced um the sea ponies to help them and then it's like oh jk she's like gonna steal it anyway <laughs> it's like but you've been on so many adventures where friendship is literally what saves the day why would you think you need to resort to that and all of her friends are like confused that she wouldn't have figured that out either like, we thought you knew that the friendship was going to help, but you were just trying to use it as a, as a distraction. I'm yeah. just like, this is the real world now. This isn't like Equestria. You can't just trust people and use friendship. It's like, but that's literally what the show does, like, all the time. Like, the other five, Why? Pony, yeah. Like yeah. The other five pony spoke for me in the audience, like, Twilight, what the, what the F are you doing? What the heck are you doing? It was a little surprising just considering how often friendship is literally what does save the day that she wouldn't believe in it. And, like, maybe if they had more reason to, like, yeah, some of the strangers were sketched, but they still got away and they still made friends with the pirates. So, like, I don't I don't think it was, like, convincing enough that she would, like, distrust it so completely to just, like, do something so different from what she normally does. And over the course of this movie. Okay, can, can someone explain to me, because this movie didn't convince me. Can someone explain to me why the magic of friendship is all so powerful? Because you have a princess that controls the sun. You have a princess that controls the moon. And then you mean to tell me there are only four princesses. And then one of them is friendship and every other one is like an amazing power that actually has like power. Like what is this? I, I just couldn't understand one why she was even a princess because other ponies had powers but they like dash has like really cool powers and she's not a princess so where is this hierarchy how does that work because i was very confused and i just this movie did not do a very good job of of showing me oh friendship is the most important thing because by the way like did did you guys not notice that when it came time for people to 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 celebrate the main six for for saving Equestria, they just said Twilight Sparkle and her friends. Do you know yeah. that a good friend? Because Twilight Sparkle didn't do anything. <laughs> she didn't do anything. She just caused problems. A good friend knows when to step away from the spotlight and give the attention to her friends who actually saved her butt. Like what was that? That was that. Uh, yeah. One thing good. I Michelle, Michelle, you go, Michelle. No, no, that I'm just gonna say that's a good point. Go ahead, Steve. Yeah, okay. Well, I have one thing I never understood in the show though is that uh, Twilight and her friends they save like Equestria so many times, yet they just live like except for, except for Twilight since season four, live normal lives. They're you know, no one like treats them like celebrities. I figure you save the world enough times, you ought to get the celebrity treatment. I mean, I don't know how I mean. Why aren't they heroes? Why aren't they like treated like they're like the Justice League, man? I, I don't know, but I mean, Question. I don't know. I just thought that the other ponies mm-hmm. were Wonder Ponies, and Twilight Sparkle was just a mess. I, I, I was like, Twilight, <laughs> you need to get it together, girl. Like, come on. So let's talk about something that you got. One of you mentioned it, and I, I remember just making a note of it in my head. So their actions don't really make sense. Because you would, you would think, okay, Twilight Sparkle, her, her stealing something makes no sense with her character. And as you were telling me this, I thought, well, if you think about it, 
When Dash did that, that, that like explosion of rainbows and gave themselves away, you would think she was smart enough to not do that. You know what I mean? Well, that's her character, though. She sometimes thinks she is, she has a very big ego. So she has a big enough ego to do something like that and not think, not, and just lose herself in the moment. So that's in character of Dash. Oh, well, I will say that that might be in character of her in the show, but in the movie, everything we had seen up to that point was not that. So it seemed to me out of character and just silly. I thought, what, you realize that people are following you. And even though, like, I, I can understand someone being a bit egocentric, having an ego trip, but that, for her to jump from zero to a thousand, like, no, like, it wasn't even them saying, like, oh, show me what you got. She just was like, I'm just going to do it without any sort of, sort of setup. Oh. And it's so like, what are you doing? Like, no one, not even, not, it's not even that no one asked you to. It's that instead of being like, I'm going to jump into this pool, it's like, no, no, I'm just going to go, like, to the moon. Like, it just, it, it made no sense. And I just, I found that to be very lazy writing because when you, it, it a lot of these things, both Twilight Sparkles, both uh, Dash's actions, just many of these things seemed not just out of character, but seemed lazy. They just did that for the sake of making more drama for the plot instead of actually doing something because they themselves would actually do that in that situation. What do you guys think? I agree with you about Twilight. Um, that's not so much because I've seen her doing screw up enough times in the show. It, and you know what? It could have easily been Pinkie Pie who gave him away. Yeah, I was going to say, Pinkie kinda... Pie is also very likely to just, like, be yeah. so excited about, like, throwing a party or making someone happy yeah. that she gives them away. I would have I yeah. bought her giving them away. Like, I would have preferred Pinkie Pie <laughs> give, yeah. give them away because then I thought, because that, from what we had seen of Pinkie Pie up to that point, it made sense for her to give them away. I was expecting her to somehow, like, ruin the friendship that they had, and that was going to be the center of, like, they were about to get it, and then she does some random thing, and it, it just goes too far. That's what I was expecting. So if she had been the one to do it instead of Dash, I'd be like, all right, cool. But then I, all I saw from that was just them trying to show off Dash's powers, and I was like, that's not that's not great storytelling. That was kind of what they wanted, I, I'm thinking. They wanted to show for power, and they also wanted her to have a song. But she's a show-off. That's her character. And Rainbow Dash is a person who loves to have the spotlight, loves to show her skills, just loves like loves to show how awesome she is to the world. That just uh, that is her character. But that that's true, Steve. It's just like in like I yeah. think Beatrice's point is like in the context of like yeah. viewing the movie as yeah. its own thing outside of what we know about the characters in the show, like, we don't really see enough of Rainbow Dash to make that clear connection. Well, yeah, I, I agree. It would have been... I would have preferred it was Pinkie Pie who gave him away. That would have worked better, especially since it's later on, it's really Pinkie Pie and Twilight that has the fight. Yeah, it would have so made, made sense. Yeah, yeah so... Yeah, that, totally. That would have just... it would. If anything, it would have made the, the story more smooth. But let's talk about these new characters, because we... I feel like part of the problem with My Little Pony is that they emphasize on a lot of new characters instead of focusing on the main six, but I loved the new characters and preferred them over the main six. So I'm in this conundrum. So tell me, what did you guys think of the new characters? Okay, well, I don't know. I love Tempest, and I love Princess Skystar. The thing I love about Princess Skystar, though, is... um, is that um, her, like, her isolation and stuff, she, you know, they made her very sympathetic. And the other point is they just try to, like, find her annoying and just try to brush her off. On other shows, they other series, they probably would have done that. They probably would have wrote her off as someone who just annoying. Let's get rid- let's just try to get away from her because she's a little too crazy. But, no, they treat her like a real person or a real pony. <laughs> um, I liked her, um... Caper just has sort of moments. Caper sort of reminds me a little bit of Han Solo from you know from Star Wars, but not as good. Not as he's not he's no Han Solo, but he's passable. But I agree with you. The weaklings definitely was the Storm King, and Grubber also really didn't do for me either. But yeah, I, I like all the new characters. I thought really the star of the movie definitely Tempest. She carried the movie as far as I'm concerned. Gotcha, gotcha. Michelle, what do you think? Um, I I think Tempest probably was my favorite just because when they spent so much time on her, clearly, like, her 
her turnaround was something that was supposed to be pretty central to the movie from the beginning. So I like that they they gave her like motivation. They gave her a backstory. It's so bad for her. Yeah, like you actually felt something because you had enough time. Um, and I hated her friends. What what jerks, man? What they did to her? I mean, that's like interesting. Even your kids, they would just be like, "Oh, you can't throw the ball right anymore." Even though we sent you to that cave to get like messed up alone. Oh well, kids are not friends anymore. Well, I can understand maybe they ran away from fear or something. Kids might do that, but then they just they just continue just playing a game without her. And you know, I really hated those kids. Those Phillies, I mean, I even though they, you don't you don't really see them, but I really wanted to go in the movie and punch those three right in the. Ugh. How dare you do that to Tempest? How dare I mean, you? And to be fair, like it is her flashback, and she's been using that flashback as leverage yeah. to change her whole life for like kind yeah. of revenge maybe, in a way to prove them wrong. Maybe it didn't exactly happen that way. You're right. Yeah. So we don't we don't really know. But I did really like um, Tempest Shadow. Um, you know what I, I liked? liked I liked the the captain lady. Solana, I thought she was cool. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah, I loved that they had this cool co-ed pirate like thing going on. Like that was really cool. I was into it. And I did like um, the sea ponies. I liked Princess Sky Scar starring her mom. Um, even though Princess Nightscar definitely had like more of a prominent place than her mom. Like I still like them both. I thought they were fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, and honestly, I really was into Tay Diggs's capper. Like I was I was there for that. I thought it was great. I don't care that his character's like been done a million times. Like I don't care at all. I still liked him. I was really happy he was there. <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah. Um I tell you, um, I love if if season eight comes. I'm hoping Princess Skystar sh- shows up. She's a character I, I really love to see to be an episode. Same thing with Tempest, and maybe maybe in season eight, maybe an episode when Tempest goes and finds those those three like her, those those old friends who abandoned her and confronts them and maybe get some closure. And let's see what they ch- what they grew up into, and let's see maybe have any regrets. Yeah, there's there's. They have, there's a lot they could potentially do with the series from this point, which is one of the great things about having so many new characters introduced. But yeah, like in general, I really liked the new characters, except for like the two that we all kind of like are not very hot <laughs> on. I liked all the rest of them like pretty well. Yeah. 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 I, I, um, I agree. I, I think pirates make anything better. I just yes. always yeah, pirates yeah. just make if if there's a problem, throw pirates in there. And I loved Captain Solano. I think she was so great. I think that was probably my favorite song was when she was singing either that or Kristen Chenoweth's song. But mm-hmm. um but yeah, and I think and I, I really liked Tempest. I, I, I really liked what what um what Emily Blunt did with her character. I do think her backstory was a little predictable. I would have it doesn't explain why she is so such a great warrior and fighter like i i don't know it just didn't i i to me i was like really you couldn't make it a little bit more complicated you couldn't make it a little bit more interesting like she's it leaves a lot to infer for the audience to see where she got to yeah so i mean i think it it was really i think she she was fine um, and I like how her actual power is fireworks i was like oh that's really sweet i i i liked it but I will say that since since you guys kind of touched upon it, but you know, Storm King, like why? I don't understand why there's because it's not just with this movie; it's with a lot of others. But there, there's this kind of attack on on capitalism and just business people, in a sense, where anyone who's like any like the business person is the bad person. You know, and I just, it didn't make sense to me. I thought, why? Like, that's not, that's not clever. That's not interesting. That's so two-dimensional, pun intended. It's not, it's just, it's not fun and it's not interesting. And he's so, and he's so, I don't understand. And kind of, I mean, one of my next questions is going to be kind of controversial possibly, but Grubby is, Grubby, is that his name? Grummy? What's his name? Yes. You're like grubby or grubber or something grubber, awful. Grubber. Yeah, well, grubber. A hint of what's to come, but like grubber, what what is the point of him? There's no point to him. 
Like why? I found out. I found out the point, you guys. What's the point? So, so <laughs> apparently they made Grubber and they were like, he needs to be goofy because he was like going to be the counterpoint of like how hardcore Tempest is. And apparently to make it even worse, um, the guy who played him ad-libbed like so much of his lines. And I hate this trend. I'm starting to hate it. This thing where guys will just go in and ad-lib anything and then people have to animate that and it's supposed to be funny i'm like kind of sick of it and that's like essentially what this guy was he was like supposed to be the counterpoint to tempest and that's why he's supposed to be so goofy and say all these funny things and i'm just not about it but that's his point he's not even yeah, funny. Not even he's funny. Not funny like that's why he exists the way he exists okay well um one problem i had though storm kingdom is he lost because he just had to he just did not repair Tempest's horn. Why didn't he just do that? He would have been nothing up to him. He, Tempest would have been loyal to him, and he wouldn't have lost at the end. He just did that just to be a one-dimensional jerk. Or, king's so stupid. That's why I don't get... How did he get this huge army? How has he been controlling all these different, like, countries? And again, you need to read the prequel comics. To make because he seems so dumb. Oh, oh, Back on Tempest, though, I just... I forgot, I'm going to mention this. I was going to mention this, but I thought, though, the Tempest with her broken unicorn horns, it's like it's like Zuko's scar. It rep it represents something, and I'm kind of glad it's not repaired. I think because uh, it actually makes her more powerful, but it's sort of that symbol of you know of just a past cannot be rewritten. It's like Zuko's scar. Okay, well I agree with that. Um, going back to Storm King for a second, I don't understand. One, how did he even know that they could take the powers of the four princesses? Like, how was that even a thing? Like, no one explains how this magic works. And yeah. that that bothers me. That bothers me so much. Like, if you're going to do this, like, ritual, how did Tempest even find out about this ritual? How does she know about all this information? If she apparently was just some random pony that just got her horn broken, how does she get to the... It's just... It's all connected. All this, like, all the faults in this movie are all connected. And it's very frustrating. <laughs> but I do have a question. Did you guys... Okay, the minute I saw her come down and her first interaction, the minute I learned that there was going to be an evil pony going up against the princess of friendship, I was like, I promise you, Twilight Sparkle's going to friend, like, befriend her and that's what's going to save her and turn her right to the good side. Like, that's, that was so predictable. Who called it? Like, did you guys call it I, the second you saw it? Well, I've seen the show, so yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think th this movie was pretty predictable. So I mean, like, it had, like, a very, like, you know, like, everything's fine, and then there's a problem, and oh, now they're gonna go on an adventure and go to, like, three or four interesting, fun locations, and they're not gonna spend very much time in any of them, because we only have an hour and a half, and then, you know, we need to make them sad somehow, so that we get excited when they're not sad, so they're gonna fight with each other. And not just and that, then, not just... And then it all gets fixed. And not just that, but you have, like... You have that stereotypical, like cloud of horror that's gonna that you see in every yeah. blockbuster movie and every single one you see it that's just gonna eat up something and bring terror into like villages and whatever. And it's just, I was expecting with the humor of this movie, I was expecting them to be a little bit more like uh, self-aware. And the humor was just not there and was just not willing to do it that far. They would throw these pop culture references. But they refuse to be self-referential sometimes. And I was just like, if you're not going to parody this, like if it's just, if you, if it's that much of just a knockoff of every other blockbuster cliche, then what are you doing? Like how bad can this writing be? But I do, I, I have, if we're going to talk about characters, I need to, I need to get this off my chest. I need you okay. to, I need you to tell me I'm wrong, but who hates Spike? Like what is the purpose of Spike? I hate Spike. I've always hated Spike. Thank you. God. Yes. I, just... I might be the only one to defend him. I don't hate him as you guys do. Oh my god, I but, hate Spike. Well maybe because I grew I remember the original G1 Spike. I hate I remember him. that Spike too. I was so okay annoying with that, that, that version that this one is just less annoying by comparison that that, the original Spike had a more annoying voice, but it was like the 80s. This Spike, I just... I I don't... 
I guess the show wants him there for a reason. He exists for a reason because he has like episodes that are all about him. But like, I feel like he constantly messes things up. He says things that like, who cares? Stop talking, go away. He has this weird crush on Rarity that doesn't really go anywhere. It's just annoying. Like, I really hate Spike. And that's part of the reason I hate Grubber so much because they remind me of like the same thing. I surprised didn't have a fight. It's just the worst in one movie, in my opinion. I'm surprised no Spike rubber fight. Maybe they could have killed each other off. Look, I'm just saying that Spike is the. T- like, you know what Spike is? He's Spike the male character. Yeah. He's the male character. That's, That's what he is. And it's like, we can't have. We can't have a show that's predominantly a female cast because, ooh, we need to, we need men. And it's just so stupid. It's so stupid. He had more lines. He had more screen time than almost every other of the main six beside Twilight Sparkle. Like, what was that? I don't care about this dragon. If this is a movie about the ponies, why the <laughs> hell do we have a dragon? So why do we have a dragon talking? Needed to be said like years ago when this horrible character was thrust upon us in a predominant he's, way. Yeah, he's been around for years. He's been he well, he was in the in the two thousand G three. Um, this is like the third version of Spike. So he keeps coming and coming. For some reason, he's popular. For some reason, they keep bringing him back every reboot. I think Beatrice is right though in terms of like this reiteration of the franchise. Like he is supposed to be like the male buddy of the the main six. Yeah, but I also think, also think though in a way though he's also sort of like the little brother, so he's not just supposed to be representing a male character, but also the little kid character, like Scrappy Doo, for instance, or That's you know, yeah, because he's so popular. Scrappy Doo so is very popular. hated. Also, I know, I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> Look, I'm just saying that he's not necessary, and if this is going to be, I don't know if 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 they had given. Half of the time he spent talking to some of the other of others of the main six, maybe they wouldn't have seemed so boring to me. Is what I'm saying. Yes, but <laughs> good freaking point. And like between Spike having all those lines and Grubber like constantly being there more than like even Tempest was, it's like wh- why they don't do anything. They are not a significant point to this movie. They don't really push the plot along. They're there to say things i'm sorry we're gonna have to bleep out swear words this is my little like (laughs) they say dumb things and just take up space and try to be funny it's like we're we're wasting like so much money animating you and you're not even like the central like point of this movie why 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 even like if we just had spike it'd be one thing but like the fact that there's two of them is just like really annoying we need more like pinky rainbow dash applejack fluttershy Fluttershy especially, she got the... Yeah, she, she really did anything, which is really sad, because I like her character. And she gets some great development in the show. Um, She's much more assertive now. She's much more... I don't know, she's much less of a pushover. And sometimes, to a point in recent episodes, she is a little too sure of herself. Well, that's a little off topic. <laughs> okay, well, I have to ask. Th- this is my final question. Um, and I'm going to throw it to you guys, and then if you guys want to add anything, any other thoughts you have of this movie, go ahead, feel free. But my final question is, who are those other princesses? Because I found them to be so much more interesting than Twilight Sparkle. Like, I loved them. Like, the sun one, the moon one. I thought, yes, with the hair and everything, <laughs> I'm all for it. I'm all for those mains. Like, give me movies about them. Give me stories about them, because they, to me, seemed so much more interesting than Twilight's. Let me tell you, I tell you, um, first of all, the two, like the Sun Princess and the Moon Princess, they're really the true princesses, the true rulers, the two queens. They rule entire Equestria, and um, Princess Celestia and Princess Luna, they're like the ones truly in charge. They're also sisters. Yeah. They rule the Sun and the Moon. Um, They rule the whole Equestria. Princess Cadence, I'm not sure. I guess she just rules like a territory. Yeah, so, so I think twi- so. The Twilight, what does she doesn't really run anything? Just the name and title, friendship. Twilight Sparkle used to be like a normal, like um, she had a horn, but like she was like a pretty chill, normal pony. She was like given wings when she became like an like a legit princess for like all of her good work. 
telling Princess Lestia about friendship. And like that was her point in the show a lot of times. Like yeah. she had to go to Equestria to make friends because she didn't know how to make friends. And then she was like really good at it. So she kept reporting back. And then eventually, like, she was so good at friendship that she got to be a princess too. And she yeah. had wings. Yeah, and they don't they never explain how you really become a princess outside of Celestia and Lila. They're the only ones who really should be princesses, or actually no, they should be queens. They're they're really queens. Because the princess is a subservient role to the royals, but they go by the old trope that princess is good, queen's evil. Wow, so. I've never heard of that trope. Well, actually, no, I have. But like, <laughs> it makes sense, though. It when makes you think sense about if it. I think about it. It makes sense, but that—that's silly. Okay, well, yeah. all right, whatever. But all right, do you guys have any additional thoughts? Because I—I I don't have anything else to say about this movie. It, even though I, I enjoyed it more than the Lego Ninjago movie. I, it still, it was like, meh, it was, it was whatever for me. So do you guys have any other thoughts before we wrap up? Mm. Well, just that really don't let this movie give, like, make, judge the show for you. The series is, it's much better. Um, well, I didn't think the movie was terrible, but yeah, the show at its best is much better. I could, I could list some episodes that did similar things the movie did, but much better like the uh, season five finale, or like the season four finale, um, or the season two premiere. There's like a whole bunch of episodes that are just better than this movie. Oh, and yeah, and um, oh yeah, and Tempest needs to come back get her own show. And I need more Princess Sky Star. She is like one of my new favorites right now. Do you think that she's going? They're going to come back. Well, if the characters from the movie so come back in the show. Do you think they're going to be voiced by the same people? Because I don't think they're going to be able to get those A-listers again. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. You'll be surprised, though, some of the people that get to guest voice. Like, in a recent episode, they had William Shatner play a, a character on the episode. So, they get some... Yeah, well, William Shatner is kind of, like, he's game for anything, you know? I, I don't think he's the best example. What Look... If they can pull a Steven Universe and bring in someone like Nicki Minaj, right. then you have my interest. <laughs> All right. But, but I, I do like to say, though, um, the movie, though, I hope, though, it it doesn't sink the franchise of maybe getting a, getting another try. I think, unfortunately, a, a character's a very great, a very good character, Starlight Glimmer, was not did not get any screen time, and she might get one in the sequel. She might change her tune a bit because I really like her. She's a very good character. And, of course, Discord. We need a Discord in this movie. Okay. Okay. Michelle, any last thoughts about My Little Pony, the movie? Uh, I mean, Ian, I think it did well. <laughs> I think. I'm not sure, but I feel like maybe it did, and which is something. That, it didn't do that well at the box office, but I think it did well enough. It, and you know who I blame, though, if it did poorly? I blame John Woo for this. Because, you know, the last Hasbro movie based on a girl toy line was uh, Gem and the Holograms. And that was oh, so no. terrible. And I think they might have damaged the brand of girl ha products for Hasbro movies. It's just so <laughs> if it didn't do so good, I blame him. <laughs> because of course the movie fails and it's about a woman it's not because the movie sucked it's because it's the woman in the movie right right that's, yeah. that's no one how hollywood works movies about the little girls would like nope why why would they <laughs> i wonder it's not like there's so many little girls running around that like want something right. to look up to or feel it's excited not, about it, it's not like we're half the population, you yeah, know. Yeah, they can like look at the little the boy content. It's just it's good. <laughs> totally targeted towards them. Yeah. Also included. <laughs> well, you can find out all the info on this podcast at overlyanimated.com. Join us on Discord to text chat about animation at overlyanimated.com/discord. You can go there to yell at me about how My Little Pony is a great movie. Sure, convince <laughs> me otherwise. I Probably going to get a lot of good hits. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, we, I mean, look, we will see. <laughs> we will see. It. Look, I'm, I'm no, 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 like I, no offense to Bronies, but I'm a yeah, little scared of the yeah. fandom. I'm a little scared of it because yeah. I'm not. I wasn't that positive about this movie. So, 
Don't but, worry, we'll 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 protect you. <laughs> Support us via Patreon at patreon.com slash overly animated. Thanks to all our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Damien, aka Diamond Day. And thanks as always to our Patreon executive producers, John, Ryan, Steve, Alex, and Andy. You're welcome. So guys, where can people find you outside of the podcast? Michelle. You can find me on Twitter and Tumblr and YouTube. Awesome, awesome, Steve. Where can people find you? Just find me on find me um, on, on Facebook. My name's Steve Steven Zek, or on you know Twitter, the same name Steven Dash Line Zek. And I don't I don't really go on my Tumblr, so forget it. I'm not even gonna try that. So <laughs> okay, <laughs> and and if you want to add a face to my lovely voice, you can find me on YouTube at the Be Real Movie Channel, warning my face, and you can also also find me on Twitter at Beatrice Murad, which by the way is gonna probably be freaking out later tonight about the new Star Wars trailer. Look <laughs> out for that because it's gonna be awesome. Okay. Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.